2: From the fountain of knowledge, there's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional idea. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? The revolution will be
0: podcasted.
2: The revolution will be podcasted. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Tim Fall Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. Join me as always, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, my partner in crime, XG, and the place to be. What's up? How are you, Xavier? I'm doing great. How are you? It's
1: XG, I'm not going by that name anymore. I love
2: it, dude. I love it. So, uh, man, I hope you guys are enjoying the content we're putting out because it's been on fire lately. I mean, we are shattering. The myths. We are letting you know that you are living in a much more interesting world than you ever believed before. Um, What a wonderful time to be alive. We are coming to your town. Oh, real quick. I got to do something real quick. I want to thank everybody at 800-pound gorilla, ATC, Sirius Radio, for checking out, for uh, helping put out my new album live from the viper room it is uh, been playing on uh serious radio it is is available for pre-order on itunes go grab it now i can't tell you how professional how much more professional 800 pound gorilla's been with the release of my album they've done a wonderful job and for that i will be Always thankful. Go check out all their stuff. Follow them on uh, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter. They're wonderful, wonderful people. So I just want to say thank you to 800 Pound Gorilla. And thank you to uh, uh, ATC for all the love. They're playing my stuff on Sirius as we speak. So that's good. You guys want to see me live? You want to see me rock? You want to see XG rock? You want to see Eddie Bravo rock? Well, come on out to... Uh, This amazing shows that we are doing. Where are we at? Where are we, XG? Friday,
1: August 2nd, Harlow's at 7.30. That is
2: tonight. 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 We are young. We
1: got the lizard fever.
2: Oh. Yeah, dude, we're going to be live. We're, you know what, dude? You know what we need? We got, the, we got the lizard people fever. You know, we need more conspiracy cowbell. We are at Harlow's. Go to that tonight. Grab your tickets now because these are, shows are selling out. The following week, I'm going to be at Indianapolis. I'm at Helium in Indianapolis. That is August 9th. And then I'm at uh, St. Louis Helium. Uh, St. Louis, the next day, 420. Now, the uh, the Indianapolis, it's me and Eddie Bravo, okay? And then the following next day, it's myself, Eddie Bravo, and our good friend Jeffrey Wilson from the Conspiracy Farm. We will be live at those Helium. So grab those tickets now. The August 10th show is a 420 show. 420 and the place to be, okay? Uh, and then after that... We are in Bakersfield. Bakersfield. That's right, dude. Math p- city. But yeah, we're <laughs> going to your Bakersfield. We got meth. We got children of the corn. You name it. We're on Becker- Bakersfield. We could not be more excited about being at brooklyn's dude that's august 17th uh those tickets will be up on samtriplee.com you'll be able to get them or go to their website grab those tickets now myself xg and our good friend eddie bravo and tiger will be there guys you want to support the show why don't you help us out why don't you go down and uh, check out our Patreon? It is on fire. Conspiracies now, okay? Secret society of the Mad Hatters. We're audio. We're video. We're putting. I'm putting up two to three hours of of uh, content on the, uh, uh, almost every week. Most sometimes I put out one, but for the most part, I'm putting out a lot of content. And if you think these shows aren't long enough, well, bam, go and uh check out the patreon it's only five bucks a month you're getting so much it's not even a dollar a video or audio it's like 50 cents where else are you can get anything for 50 cents okay nothing t-shirts are on fire as well go check out all the t-shirts all right um we the got- new
1: one's in the new Wolf in, in. it's in bam
2: look at that the three Wolf good boys.
1: looking motherfuckers
2: i had. we are good looking guys we are good looking guys Uh, So that's the business, man. What are we up to? What do we do? Five and a half. half, Not bad. Today's episode is dedicated to two college kids who came and saw us at Santa Cruz. I hope they still listen. It's our friend Colin Lazenby, okay, L-A-Z-E-N-B-Y, and her friend Taylor Watkins, okay? All right, yeah. They came up, and they're like, what do you think about Hollow Earth? Are you guys into Hollow Earth? I'm like, how old are you? They're like 19. I'm, like, I'm in anything you want to talk about at this point <laughs> in my life. Okay? But we had two lovely smoke ladies shows. from college. Super, super, More conspiracy smoke shows. They want to talk a little Hollow Earth. So we brought in the best, the best to do this. We're talking heavy guns. Uh, you can find all of his work at ConspiracyJournal.com. .com and YouTube, he's associated with Mr. UFO Secret Files, so put that in. We're proud to have him on. This one's for the ladies. Give it up for uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Tim Schwartz. How are you, Tim? Hey, great. Thanks for having me on this evening. Tim, do you know that 19-year-old girls love to talk Hollow Earth?
0: No, that's a surprise to me. Yeah. And where, where are these 19-year-old girls from? They're uh, in Santa you know, Cruz. I, mean, you know, I go I go out and, uh, you know, I'll be willing to talk about the Hollow Earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if they're interested in it, I, you know, I'll be talking about it. Uh, yes. So uh, tell us a little bit about ConspiracyJournal.com. Uh, sure. Well, ConspiracyJournal.com is kind of a, uh, a website that uh, we put together uh, for the, uh, the guy who publishes all of my books and a bunch of other people's books, guys by the name of, uh, Timothy Green Beckley, uh, we put this together back in the early days when the internet was just started, so it's been around, uh, that long, and it's just kind of an aggregate website, uh, for all of us to, uh, get on there, talk about our books, talk about, uh, all the things that we're interested in, you know, UFOs, Bigfoot, conspiracies, the hollow earth, you know, so it's just a little bit of everything on that site. So not, and, and it's not just conspiracies.
2: Yeah. It's not just, it's, it's, it's some not pottery, some NBA picks, <laughs> anything that you guys want to talk about <laughs> is located on there. How did you get into all this stuff? Because right now being a conspiracy theorist is starting to become cool. Right? Am I just thinking of this myself? I feel like uh, I think the more and more we're right, the more and more people come to the side. There will always be people, uh, mainly my sound tech guy who thinks <laughs> we're crazy people, but for the most part, you know there are more and more people coming to our side. There's always going to be people who refuse to believe in the truth. But how did you get into because you know, how long have you us well, start over? How long have you been into this? What got you into it? What started the journey that you're on right now? Mm, well, it started for me
0: uh, back probably around in third grade. Of course, not. I wasn't interested in this kind of stuff. But uh, we used to have a thing that uh, the elementary school kids would get called the uh, um, the uh, the Weekly Reader, I think, is what it's called, put out by Scholastic Books. And uh, it was uh, just, you know, like a collection of the week's uh, news stories, kind of dumbed down for uh, for kids. And our teacher would give us uh, a news article from every issue. And, you know, you'd have to do a little essay on it and then read it in front of class. One time I got an article about UFOs never heard of ufos could have cared less about ufos you know as a kid from indiana you know you're going to be in indianapolis yeah uh you know i I was interested in the indianapolis 500 you know basketball that kind of stuff so you know i i did this probably just probably a lame-ass essay about ufos (laughs) and i that was that was it for me everybody in my class I was now the guy who believed in flying saucers and, you know, little green men from Mars and, and and things like that. And, I mean, that went on through high school. People never forgot that. And what got me interested, though, was that, you know, people would go and, you know, make fun of you to your face, you know, when there was a crowd around, you know, as, as kids will do. But then later, uh, they'd come back by themselves and they'd say, you know, I don't believe in this kind of shit, but.
2: Yeah. 100%. There
0: is a, you know, my, we saw a UFO one time, or our house is haunted, or, you know, my great aunt uh, Gertrude, uh, uh, she's been dead for a week, yet she still keeps showing up at the foot of my bed at night. Wow! And that's what got me, that's what got me interested in this stuff, were these stories that people would come to tell me, they weren't interested in, you know, publicity or making money or anything like that. They just wanted to know that what happened to them happened that they weren't crazy and they wanted somebody who'd listen to the stories and not laugh at them that's the main thing i get i get so many people come to me to tell me their weird stories because they can't tell anybody else. You know, I mean, uh, you, you know, you can't tell people at work. You can't tell your family. Your family is the worst. You know, family will never let you forget it and, and just tease you till you're you're your in your grave.
2: Oh yeah, my mom hates uh, my conspiracy show. She hates it. Mm-hmm. She, I love her. She loves me so much. I love her so much. She hates my conspiracy show.
0: (laughs) Well, and right now, uh, there are a lot of people, especially in politics, who are really gravitating towards just the really extreme uh, hateful end of of conspiracies. And, you know, we're, we're, none of us have ever been really about that. So, I mean, you know, we try to keep politics is, as far as possible when it comes. I mean, you know, when we talk about conspiracies, we're interested in, you know, uh, uh, UFOs or or, or, or Bigfoot, a Loch Ness Monster, you know, fun things like that. Uh, you know, we, we could care less that, uh, uh, you know, some of these things that the uh, you know, white supremacists and, yeah. and the like. I are, mean, within are every group, th-
2: there's always going to be crazy people. And unfortunately, <laughs> these crazy people of any group tend to define the group cuz the you know squeaky it's wheel true. gets the oil you know and there is always always going to be white supremacists out there who trying to convince you Jews are running everything and they couldn't be more wrong okay <laughs> uh there's a lot do you have you ever heard that we are now in the age of aquarius where what is dark comes to light do you have any thoughts on that even though necessarily that isn't the bigfoot and all that stuff but there are some dark <laughs> art stuff that happen Within politics, I know you say that's not your thing, but do you have any thoughts on the, you know, the, the, the whole age of Aquarius, where like there's this whole thing that much will be revealed.
0: It seems like that the age of Aquarius comes around like every ten years or so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean when, when I was a kid. I mean, you know, they were singing about the, you know, the, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. And uh, and then the age of Aquarius never arrived. And then maybe, you know, 10 years or so, you know, people discover it all over again. And now it's the age of Aquarius again. And, you know, it just it, these kind of things, they always seem to come around with uh, every new generation. You know, somebody discovers it and say, hey, this is cool. Nobody's ever talked about this before. And then the next thing you know, it's it's the big thing, kind of like, you know, the holiday. Hollow or, Earth or the Flat Earth. I mean, can you believe that? Of course, here I am talking about the Hollow Earth. But, uh, you know, I get these uh, uh, letters from people who are like, you know, want to talk about the Flat Earth. And I'm just like, get out of here. That's, you know. But that's interesting. Uh, I can't believe too. you want to talk about
2: that. <laughs> do you think that, um, do you think the people who sing the Age of Aquarius are the ones who constantly keep bringing it up so they can get more gigs and sing more songs <laughs> and make more money? Uh, I, I can't remember who who did the original song for that probably you know, really most of them. I just want to know where now, they so, are and yeah. how they're getting that information out. It's very interesting because I will get into, I want to discuss flat earth at the end in terms of <laughs> how is relative to what you're talking about. And from what I'm gathering, you don't believe in it in any way, but yet in a weird way, you kind of have this, like these guys are crazy people, but when you say being into hollow earth, it, there are people who look at you like you're the crazy. The person. The flat
1: earthers look at him like that. Yeah, right. I mean, oh, yeah, it yeah. of, <laughs> well, it's kind of,
2: well, it's, you know, it's the
0: same thing. Uh, when it comes to all of these uh, uh, diverse subjects that uh, uh, that we talk about, you know, uh, UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, you know, I mean, you've got uh, people who believe in Bigfoot, but think that uh, uh, people who believe in UFOs are crazy, yeah. and, and you know, vi- and, and vice versa. Uh, so, uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, I could see it's very easy to uh, for for one group, say like the flat earthers, to to look at those who believe in the Hollow Earth and go, oh, you know, <laughs> these guys they you know they they don't know what they're talking about there's no scientific uh, proof from it but uh with with any of these subjects that that we talk about um at least for me i try to keep my uh belief system so to speak really on the the, the down low i i always tell anybody cuz you know they ask me oh, do you really believe in this stuff well, i said no nope. Not really. Uh, I said I don't believe in anything. Uh, if because if you go and start believing in things, then that's going to sully any research or investigation that you do. Uh, you know, I'll give you an example. One of the things that always uh, you know pisses me off more is when I read a book uh, say like about UFOs, right. and the author says, "Well, the eyewitness saw the spaceship hovering over his house." Spaceship. Who says it's a spaceship that you know little guys come out and say hey you know this is a spaceship no i mean they, they they're taking that leap of faith that this is a spaceship you know? Is, and the same goes for any of this stuff
2: yeah i guess when you label a spaceship you're you're putting a little bit of certain ideology on it that could taint what's being said at, at the end of the day it's a ufo now Right. again we've talked about it UFOs don't necessarily mean aliens they could easily mean it's a
1: flying it's a unidentified flying object yeah it That's is obviously
2: is. Uh, you know I mean the, where we are in our technology at area 51 or whatever you want to call it you know that they're, they're how far along of the black ops uh, operations or black budget ops operations um, how far we've gone, where we are. We don't know. They always say they're like 30, 40, 50 years ahead of us on what we have and what we actually get. So it's pretty interesting. Now, how do these past creations of myths? What do they tell us where the humans came from? You know, is there an underground world we've had people on before that have said that, you know, Anunnaki have slammed meteors into the into the planet, and that ant people brought humans in, or or along the lines of that. Uh, what are your thoughts on all that? Well, if you
0: if you look at really any creation myth that uh, that that a culture has come up with, uh, they they have people originating either from space from the stars that we were brought here from the stars or you know the uh, uh the, the gods of the heavens brought us here or they have us coming from underneath the earth you know generally it's either uh, one way or the other and uh if if you look at um say like uh say well okay you mentioned the the, the ant people see now the hopi uh believed that uh we were we came. The human race, or, or the or, or the Hopi originally, came out of a hole in the ground and helped along by the ant people. And at some point in our prehistoric path, there was some kind of uh, cataclysmic event that was supposed to happen. So the ant people came back, came up out of their their hole in the ground, and took the Hopi underground to live out whatever you know hell was going on on the surface of the planet. You go. All over the world, and you will find creation myths very similar uh, to that. Uh, and of course, you know the ancient Greeks, the, uh, uh, the 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 ancient Hebrews, and the people who lived even you know uh, their their ancestors. Samaritans. Sumerida- uh, go ahead.
2: Samaritans also.
0: There's a lot of Samaritans. Right. Right. Well, I mean, uh, they have. All, all of like the uh, the Mesopotamia Meth- uh, and uh, Mediterranean cultures have an afterlife that's underground. It doesn't matter if you're bad or good. You're going to end up in uh, what, you know, what we now call hell or Hades or, you know, the, uh, uh, the Hebrews called it Sheol, And it was it was like a dark underground place. And uh, everybody uh, ended up there. So, well, and you know, this continues with the uh, the modern religious mythology of of hell, you know, an underground place of of, of fire and brimstone, and you know, little demons poking at you with uh, with pitchforks. So, uh, I mean, it's so as far back as really the the beginning of recorded history, and and probably even further back with oral traditions, we have this idea that there is some kind of world. Um, underneath our feet that uh, either uh, 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 we came from and the, the ancient gods or ascended masters are still living there, either waiting for us to uh, clean up our axe and they'll come out and help us, or they've got the doors locked and they don't want us ever to find them again.
2: <laughs> That's so interesting. You know, you brought up about how there is all these references to something in the middle of Earth. Uh, I always thought that the Hebrews never believed in hell. That's why they used to, their chicks are so super freaky, right? They're like, I, I there's no such thing as sin. I can just get weird, right? But you're saying there is way back in the text, there is a reference to something in the mill of earth. And when we hear about the mill of earth, there's also talk of demons, right? And then you're like, well, you know what, what could be interpreted as demons? Lizard people, right? Now than this whole thought of that there might be lizard people out there. It's like, is there a similar theme amongst all these religions and these cultures over time that tell maybe not the exact same story, but a very similar story? No, yeah, very much so. Well, I mean, uh,
0: so you talk about uh, the lizard people. I mean, you have uh, in Genesis in the Bible, you know, the serpent that uh, that tempted Eve. Now, of course, the, uh, uh, the interpretation... After that was that this was Satan who took the form of a snake. But if you do a very close reading of Genesis, it wasn't it wasn't Satan. It was just referred to as a serpent. So when you look at um, other ancient uh, writings, uh, Sumeria, like you said, uh, some others, there is this idea of a serpent being a teacher. Of humanity, not so much a nemesis as the uh, the Bible or, or or some of the uh, books of the Talmud would have you, but instead you have this uh, um, uh, like a reptile that uh, uh, brought us knowledge, uh, um, taught us how to uh, grow things and to uh, how to uh, start fire and, and and cook foods. So you know you have this interesting. Dichotomy of, of uh, some cultures who view these reptile, these serpent people, as our teachers, and then a few others who uh, view them more as the bad guys who are here to uh, to, to to curse us and to uh, eventually tempt us into sin, so that uh, when we die, you know, we're we're drugged down to hell. So I mean, it's uh, probably it was a situation where you had one culture who uh, didn't care too much for the other one, and they're like, "Well, you know, these guys, you know, their their serpent people were were nice to them, so to us, they're probably bad." You know? Our
2: our lizard people are nice people. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, there's also we talked on the last episode, uh, forbidden knowledge or ancient forbidden knowledge. Uh, eagle versus serpent serpent versus eagle serpent eventually emotes to a uh evolves into a dragon (laughs) and uh that stuff and you know what is up is really down so like uh, a serpent which is knowledge has been demonized uh there's theories that you know, Adam and Eve meet a serpent and a serpent doesn't give them an apple, but gives them knowledge for them to leave the Garden of Eden. There's all that sort of interesting stuff. But there are these similar stories and you get into something going on in the middle of Earth. What is your belief? <laughs> I know you don't rest your hat on anything. You're like, I'm open minded right. to and that's very much the show. People, what do you believe? Well, I, I'm open mind to everything. I, I, I like this, this, and this, but come on, make your pitch and let the listeners decide. And, you know, <laughs> welcome to the war that is the comment section. So we'll just let there that go, go on you go. YouTube. Uh, but <laughs> well, okay. your thoughts on that? The uh, uh, the earliest stories
0: when it came to uh, the underground world tends to be more along the lines of, of giant caverns. Uh, subterranean tunnels, honeycomb,
2: honeycomb.
0: Uh, Go ahead. I'm
2: sorry. Is it kind of like a honeycomb Now we had Jordan Sather on uh, just this week? His episode came out on Monday. Um, He talked about how he didn't think the earth was necessarily hollow, but there's a chance it could be like a honeycomb with little caverns all over the place instead of like one big, uh, big middle where everybody hangs out, but all these little kind of like almost, Mm-hmm. In a weird way, like uh, underground laboratory—I don't know how to describe it—but each one having its own little thing going on,
0: right, right. And uh, from uh, exploration, I mean, you know, with uh, spelunkers and uh, people like that, we do know that the, uh, the that the crust is full of of like like a labyrinth of, of tunnels and 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 caverns, and but you know somewhere. Maybe starting around the uh, 16th century, the idea started to come out that uh, possibly, rather than have a, having a solid core, that the Earth was um, was hollow. Uh, uh, Edmund Haley, the uh, the scientist who uh, actually discovered that uh, that comets actually uh, uh, had an orbit in the solar system and would return to the inner solar system every now and then, it was his theory that the the earth was kind of like a uh, like a russian nesting doll that if you know if you would go and uh, uh, cut around the equator and you know pick the uh, crust up there'd be another earth inside of that and so on and 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 so forth possibly even as far down as there being a center sun kind of like our sun in the solar system and uh, you know uh, other people Took this and kind of uh, ran with it, but eliminating all the other uh, uh, different uh, uh, planets uh, I- inside of our own and just had, you know, you'd have the crust and then inside it would be hollow, possibly with a center sun. And this really became big in the 18th, 19th, and the early 20th century. Yes. With, uh, it, you know, with, with again, I mean, you know, you would have a couple of generations of people just really hot and heavy on this and talking about it, you know, their r- religious uh, uh, beliefs would be centered on this idea, then it would die away for a while, and then, and then come back again. And our modern mythology when it comes to the hollow earth really got its start in the 19th century with a guy by the name of John Sime's. And John, uh, you know, he believed that uh, the earth, that maybe the crust was maybe about 500 to 1,000 miles thick, and then it wow. would be completely hollow. And on the inside of uh, this, it would be uh, uh, maybe a duplicate of the continents and oceans uh, on the inside, and then possibly with a, a little sun in the center, keeping everything uh, nice, nice and toasty. It was around this time also that they came up with somebody came up with the idea that there could be um, openings at the north and south pole that allowed uh, the ocean and the atmosphere to intermingle uh, uh, with the hollow earth, and the whole idea of. Uh, the 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 north and south polar openings i mean this continued on really well i mean you know you can go you can go online and find uh, uh you know people have you know pictures probably photoshopped of uh, supposedly uh, these these giant
2: openings on in the north and uh, south pole and what do you i mean like you know like we've heard people go you know we've heard people say hey basically like all these countries came together they all claimed antarctica they all said that you know you're not allowed at this place and then you know this part of antarctica and then this guy said oh i went across antarctica by myself and everyone goes oh see you're allowed there but antarctica is huge okay Right? It's Church. huge. And let's yeah. say the, that the UN or all the one world governments came together and they locked off a part of Antarctica, but there's a certain part you could cross and people want to take that as it's all bs but like if i can go to the jersey shore in new jersey it doesn't mean i can go to the jersey shore in california that's such a big area so if you're you're allowed to do this over here in new jersey doesn't mean you could do it over here in oregon too is there any thoughts on that
0: well uh if if you managed somehow to find somebody, say from a uh, New Zealand to, to, to fly you or, or boat you uh, uh, smuggle you to Antarctica and dump you off there someplace uh, you'd never be seen again. I mean, you know, you're talking about this. Uh, I can't, I can't even remember how, how, how huge this continent is, but I mean, you know, it's at the bottom of the world. It is the most inclement weather uh you know just you you would not make it more than you'd be lucky if you made it 10 miles
2: so and you're be saying you. are you even allowed legally to go there like if i get there am i going to be able to walk 10 miles or am i gonna get sniper shot by some dudes that look like they're <laughs> from star wars riding those weird animals yeah
0: uh, that's that's a good that's a good that'd be a good story um uh you know, I don't know whether or not there is any type of legalities, whether or not a private citizen uh, uh, could could go. I mean, there, there are, you know, supposed old land claims that uh, countries over the years have made, uh, you know, in Antarctica. But for the most part, if you manage to get there... Um, there wouldn't be anybody who would shoot at you. Uh, again, I mean, you know, this is such a big area that uh, most people wouldn't even care. Uh, so, I mean, you know, unless unless those uh, those, those secret Nazis, you know, who uh, who supposedly built the uh, built the base there at the end of uh, World War Two, uh, found you in their flying saucers, uh, you know, that's the uh, but. I would think that that would be the least of your concern if you managed to get to Antarctica uh, you know, just on your own. <laughs>
2: uh, you know, you're brought up, obviously, I believe it's Lieutenant Bird or Sergeant Bird's expedition with the Nazis. Uh, we'll get into that. Are there some famous attempts to explore Antarctica and find a way in to the hollow earth?
0: Well, at first, it was the Arctic. Uh, you know, I mentioned a uh, gentleman uh, from the early 1800s by the name of John uh, Symes. Now, John actually petitioned Congress to uh, come up with funds to uh, lead an expedition uh, to the Arctic to look for the polar openings. Unfortunately, uh, he passed away before, you know, he could accomplish this, but in 1938, uh, Congress did allocate funds, even though they kind of kept it a little bit secret. That they were supposedly looking for some kind of of, of polar opening. Uh, uh, you know, instead they were looking for the uh, what was it, the Northwest Passage, which they did manage to uh, uh, make some headway into that. But one of the reasons that they were going up there was because of this. position. You know, uh, a petition by John Symes to look for this northern opening. As far as I know, they never found it. Now, of course, there, you know, again, you get on the Internet and start looking. There's all kinds of uh, conspiracy theorists who will say that, oh, yeah, they found it. Or if they didn't find it, then they found it later. But they're just keeping it secret from us. Uh, you know they don't. You know they don't. Uh, they you know with a capital T don't want anyone to know that the Earth is actually hollow and that there's this you know secret uh, uh, land beneath our feet full of of, of ascended masters, and dinosaurs. <laughs>
1: so, um anyone can visit Antarctica. There's no treaties there. Hold on, Does you mean, think everybody, anybody it says, can yeah, just it says go this? there? That's what it says, This is anyone can visit, there are no treaties in Antarctica by the Arctic Treaty, so you can travel anywhere on the continent, however, by the same treaty there are a number of guidelines that all visitors are required to follow. It doesn't mean you can go, I'm pretty sure, I don't, I don't know if you can find a, dude. I don't even know if you can find a, a flight I it, don't know, man. Yes, and they're letting you go.
2: I believe that there's a government of the government of anarchy. There's not technically a government is not. There's 52 countries that have signed uh, basically a treaty that basically they all control and use for scientific discoveries and stuff like that, which makes me scientific discoveries and research makes me think something's going on up there.
0: <laughs> okay. Down there, down there. <laughs> well, of course, yeah. You know, it it depends on where you are. You know, up down doesn't really matter. Uh, but uh, but it's like I said before. You know, if you go to Antarctica, uh, most people who go there as as uh, private you know citizens, and there are there are two uh, tours, uh, especially that go out of of uh, New Zealand. You don't go very far. You can't. Uh, it's just it's it would be physically impossible. Uh, you, know, you you just can't strap on a backpack and you know take a load of wood with you and uh, and 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 hope that you could uh, uh, traverse the surface of Antarctica because I mean it's just uh, um, uh, the, the the worst place in the world that you would ever want to go unless you're just really into you know cold and ice and is giant there any animals
2: and... on Antarctica?
0: Are there any, Uh, is there any life? Uh, There's penguins uh, along the coast and probably, you know, uh, seals, you know, things that that feed on penguins, you know, (laughs) Uh, but that's about it. I mean, you know, there may be some, you know, lichen and uh, 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 algae on the rocks, but that's about, that's about it. Now, allegedly, there are some places that uh, have been claimed to have been found, of, uh, you know, like uh, hot springs uh, at, at, at various locations where, uh, 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 you know, like volcanic caverns uh, have kept like a small area warm again, you know, going back to, you know, the idea that the uh, the Nazis supposedly built a secret base there at the end of World War II, you know, part of that was the, the belief that they had found some kind of volcanic cavern that uh, not only helped uh, keep a small area warm, but also provided energy uh, for them.
2: So do you buy into any of that? any of that stuff about the Nazis going up there. We had bird going up there and that he didn't really even talk about it. Supposedly the story is that actually it was his daughters or his children after he passed found his journal in which he wrote about being basically uh, attacked by Nazis and UFOs. Do you have any belief in that at all?
0: Well, uh, the uh, uh, the Germans actually did uh, do some exploration uh, in the 1930s in uh, certain areas of of Antarctica, and uh, it's it's probably pretty likely that they did uh, establish some kind of base there during World War II. We had uh, some uh, um, Nazi U boat captains that after the end of the war, you know, they surrendered in Argentina. And when they were uh, being debriefed by the uh, the FBI, they basically said that, uh, yes, yeah, some of the things that we did was that we dropped off some uh, personnel and equipment at this uh, base at a certain location in Antarctica. Now, that could that could be true. I mean, you know, they, we yeah, you had a couple of of, of U boat captains uh, say that, but they also could have been trying to you know lead the FBI into a different direction because we do know that a lot of Nazis ended up in Argentina, uh, brought there by uh, the Vatican. Uh, submarines. Yeah. Uh, so uh, now uh, Admiral Byrd in 1947, the United States Navy had this huge. Operation called Operation um, uh, High Jump, where uh, they had oh God, I don't know how many, you know, like a, a couple thousand uh, uh, sailors. Uh, a bunch of ships, a submarine, an aircraft carrier, all go down to uh, Antarctica, supposedly for uh, training to to train these guys uh, on the possibility that someday the uh, the Russians could try to invade invade North America by coming over yeah. um, the Arctic. Admiral, and yeah. I'm
2: sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Sorry, I was green with you. Sorry. No, no
0: well and uh, uh, of course I have to realize this was in 1947 it was right at the end and, uh, World War Two had really just ended about a year before uh, the Navy was in the process of decommissioning ships and then all of a sudden somebody got this uh, supposedly this wild hair up their ass to <laughs> go and, and take all of these ships and personnel to uh, the bottom of the world to supposedly to train these sailors uh, to uh, to to fight the Russians when it would have been a lot easier and cheaper just to take them up to Alaska or Canada and and do that. So uh, there's been all kinds of stories flying around over the years on just what exactly they were down there for. Uh, The other thing is, is that they were supposed to spend most of the Arctic summer or, you know, Antarctic summer down there, but they were there really only maybe six weeks, less than six weeks. And they all of a sudden they just loaded up and came back and Al Bird uh, uh, gave like a secret briefing to a number of members of Congress. I mean, this was so secret that it didn't even end up in the uh, Congressional Record. Though there were newspaper accounts that uh, that Bird was in Washington to to talk with these congressmen. So, what exactly he was talking about? Nobody really knows. Now, a couple of embedded newspaper reporters from uh, um, uh, South America, um, uh, Byrd told them that he was going to talk to Congress and tell them about his fear that the United States was going to be invaded, as he put it, by missiles flying over the the, the polar regions and attacking the country. Uh, And that was all that he would say. So obviously something was going on in Antarctica that 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 spooked him and and made him want to come back as quickly as he had. One of the things, as people have speculated, could have been this uh, this secret Nazi base. But why? Because you know, it couldn't have been very big. I mean, you know, it's like I said before, Antarctica is not the uh, uh, most uh, friendliest environment to live in. And you know where are you going to get supplies unless you're just completely self-sufficient, which isn't likely. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. it, it's not very likely that uh, the, the Nazis are going to be that much of a threat. Yet something was going on there that uh, that spooked them.
2: Yes, yeah, something's going on up there now. Uh, based on some of the notes, some of the research, what is the Shiver Mystery it started nineteen 19- Shaver 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 Mystery. Shaver mm-hmm. mystery.
0: Well, once again, Seda, here we are back to this uh, um, uh, uh, the, this hollow earth mystery in the form of of caverns and tunnels. You know, you had asked, uh, you know, what, what I believe in. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm less likely on Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays to, to believe that the earth is, you know, hollow, like, you know, a big <laughs> you know, hollow sphere. Yeah. And the rest of the days of the week, maybe it's just, you know, tunnels and, and caverns and things like that. But the Shaver mystery, that started in the early 1940s, where uh, the, the editor of a pulp science fiction magazine that was really popular at the time called Amazing Stories, and uh, he got uh, a series of letters from this guy named Richard Shaver. And Shaver was talking about his personal experiences with these secret underground lairs that were populated by uh, a a group of beings that he called the Dero, and the Dero was a race of, of uh, what did he call it? He, he said that originally they were like uh, giants that, that lived on the surface of the planet, you know, a couple million years ago. And that some kind of cataclysm happened. The, the sun turned radioactive and they decided that they couldn't live on the surface anymore. So some of them got into spaceships and flew away. Others moved underground to these uh, underground uh, uh, caverns that, uh, that they had built or, uh, you know, or, or had augmented natural caverns. Well, then, see, over the millions of years that they lived down there, they kind of, you know, got a little crazy and mutated. And, oh. uh, and now they still have all of this wonderful Uh, 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 high tech equipment down there with them, but they're so crazed that they use this equipment to basically uh, make life miserable on the surface. So it's kind of like a modern version of demons. You know, people used to believe that they're, you know, like, you know, the devil's spiritual uh, demons. So Richard Shaver just kind of put a modern twist to it. And, uh, uh, but see, Shaver said that he had actually been to these caverns and actually had experienced uh, with these creatures, and so when um, uh, 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 Palmer uh, Ray Palmer, he was the editor of this science fiction magazine. He decided that he would write a kind of like a fictionalized version of these stories that Shaver was telling him, and when he started publishing this stuff, people from all over started writing him saying, "Yes." This has happened to me. This stuff is true. And Palmer was, you know, first of all, he was a that that people were taking this seriously, and that people were saying that uh, they were actually having the same experiences. So, you know, wow. Palmer, he, you know, he was a smart guy. So he decided he would just run with this and make a bunch of money. And yeah. for a while, they did.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, I, what you're saying to me about these dare. Dero stands for uh, detrimental robots. What? <laughs> okay. So what you're saying to me sounds a lot like what we always hear about lizard people. Okay. And that they feed off our negative energy. They need our negative energy to to they amplify it that's why they make us miserable because they feed off our energy they they're psychopaths they can't create so they hate creation so they feed off our negative energy it's like it's very weird that you know this is yet another like another piece that i've heard before, but told in a little different way that you know, mm-hmm. the, you've we've heard over and over and over again about something in the middle of the earth that looks like a demon. R- lizard people look like demons to me, they
1: look weird right here. There's a couple pictures on them. I, I clicked like yeah, they're like more like drawings, but
2: uh, yeah, dude, here we got okay, now we got some like some like elongated heads That's, that we've yeah. seen with aliens
1: and with the, in Egypt those long- elongated heads with the pharaohs it's
2: so crazy dude it all ends up coming together it's like you know yep. uh, uh eskimos having 40 words for snow but it's all snow <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, uh, you know, the uh, the reptilians, I mean, it is, I mean, this is just kind of like a, a, a modern version of, of Shaver's Dero's. And of course, Shaver's Dero's, you know, I mean, it's, it was their modern version of the uh, the, the demons from hell. But uh, what really, I guess, captivated everybody was, uh, you know, all the people who said that, yes, this stuff is true. Um, and, and if really, if the modern UFO era didn't come about. you know, just a few years later in 1947, probably the uh, the, the the whole Dero Middle Earth uh, uh, type of thing would have you know taken that place would have filled that ecological pop culture niche that UFOs filled and and, and in fact um uh, it wasn't long before the two you know the, the 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 Hollow Earth and the UFOs kind of became intertwined one of the reasons is that Richard Shaver w- when he was writing about this stuff in the early 1940s he talked about how the Dero had saucer shaped uh, spacecraft that oh. they you know flew around with and that we were being visited at that you know by aliens that uh kind of had like uh, uh, they they traded uh goods and services with the dero and that these aliens our
2: women. use
0: sauce. Yeah, that's right.
2: The Everybody Mars wants to bang yeah. human chicks. I don't know what it is. Everybody wants to bang human chicks. Real quick, getting back to the banging, okay? I have some notes. The, Dar- the Daros had underground orgies. Well, and that was, see, that was part of the whole uh,
0: Dero mythology, is that not only were they, you know, mutated and, you know, their bodies were just, you know, like fat and pus ridden and things like that, but their minds were degenerated to such a point that they were sexually uh, insatiable. Now, of course, this was uh, pretty slanderous stuff in, you know, the 1940s and, and 50s, so a lot of this material never really got published. But Richard Shaver just, uh, you know, uh, he he probably, you know, could have written, you know, like uh, those uh, old Greenleaf uh, adult novels, uh, because the stuff that he wrote about, about these orgies, the, the Dero would come to the surface and kidnap human women and bring them down for, you know, their their depraved uh, uh, purposes. Uh, and, you know, there's, uh, there's actually stories, and these are still around today, that allegedly that there are certain buildings in cities all across the world that if you go to their elevator and tap the elevator button to the basement and then once you reach the basement tap it say like two times or three times or something like that it'll take you into like these uh, secret underground locations what? that uh, at, that you know if if, uh, if you if you don't watch it you'll end up being caught by the dero and you know either be you know be be part of their sex slaves or or eaten you know probably you know somebody like me you know no sex slaves there i'd be eaten
2: right? <laughs> what do you mean you don't think daryl want to get some of your ass man come on yeah, dude I you're don't, in. yeah i don't think so why, why, why are they kidnapping earth chicks are denaro chicks not putting out are they just not yeah. getting it done? <laughs> well yeah, i mean you you saw you saw
0: the pictures there of you know what the what the dear old look like i mean you know it's just like no nah, we don't we're not having any of that. Yeah, you know, uh, earth you go on are the easy. surface you know the surface women they you know, they're fine yeah you definitely. Know, we'll it's just like, go with them yeah
2: for sure dude it's like dana <laughs> Dana Point chicks, right? You're like they're shiny objects. Wherever there's sun, money, and cocaine, there's hot chicks. And that's why I think it's going off to, to well, Daryl. They want to get weird with some subduction like
1: the like party. That sounds like abduction. Yeah, of like course. Like the same thing, like alien abduction, lizard abduction, you just go up or you go down.
2: It's just like every I, I think like all these these interdimensional beings treat Earth like Tijuana. They just go there, and they just like to see the natives do weird shit, you know, that maybe they can't get at home. They're like, oh, they're married with some De Niro wife who's just <laughs> always busting their balls. Like, when are you going to make more money? I, You know, my dad says you're a failure. You're a, you're a failure at being a De Niro. And he's like, once in a while, I just want to get a couple Earth chicks and get freaking weird down there right
0: That's <laughs> right yeah but you know you look at all of these these old mythologies new mythologies and it all a lot of times it always involves <laughs> you know sex and uh and, and and human women you know uh we, we were talking about the bible earlier you know the old testament uh has the uh, uh um oh the uh, some people call them the Anunnaki or the Nephilim, uh, The uh, uh, that uh, in the Bible they were referred to as the sons of men. Uh, supposedly they were like the fallen <laughs> angels. But, you know, they came to earth and that they saw that, you know, the earth women, you know, looking good. With so they took them, you know, they took them for wives, you know, as many as they could have. God, so, I mean, you just know,
2: wants bang stories earth are the chicks. same. Everybody just wants to get some earth chick action. It's unbelievable to me. Here's
1: another thing. Another letter claiming involvement with Dero's came from Fred Chrisman later to gain Norley in his role in the Murrow-Island incident and JFK assassination.
2: Hold on. What? Okay. Yeah, see. Me I, I, I mean, your reading is as bad as mine. What is this real quick? <laughs> what did you just say? Right there. Are you selling me some Dero's are De- are involved in the JFK assassination? That's what that
1: says. That's what that says. I don't even know.
2: Uh, now, dude. So you're saying my sh- our shirt that says alien shot JFK, it might be real. Yep. And what is the what does the 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 alien have on the thing? A long ass head. Bring go look up the picture. Oh my god! It all comes <laughs> together. It all comes <laughs> together. Wow. Yep. So
0: yeah, uh, Fred Fred Chrisman was uh, uh well known in the uh, uh, early days of the UFO mystery, especially uh, like you said with the uh, uh, the Maury Island incident, and then later he would go on to uh, 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 somehow I can't remember exactly what his involvement was, but supposedly he was in you know one of the the millions of people allegedly who were involved with the JFK assassination. Oh.
2: My God, just when you think you have everybody locked down on who was in that plaza, that day they rolled that poor man through, now you get another layer. Now you get another layer. These hollow earth dudes who come here to bang our chicks, shot our president, too. was
1: it? They said that there was someone in the drain?
2: Yeah, probably was. Yep, there you go. There you go. I am, this is incredible. Ah. so the UFO. So, so the so the theory is that there's there's like flying saucer dinero's in hollow earth, and that might be some of the things that we see now.
0: Well, um, you know, uh, this is what this is what Richard Shaver, you know, w- was saying. Uh, he also said that you know some of these UFO sightings that 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 people have are in fact holographic. Projections, and again, you have to remember he was writing about this stuff in the 1940s and 50s before people had any idea uh, of uh, you know of the science behind this stuff. He didn't call it holographic; he called it like uh, three dimensional projections. But his descriptions. Sounds suspiciously like holograms, but he said that the Darrow using this ancient machinery, uh, which could uh, create hallucinations in people, you know, uh, uh, it, it could uh, like uh, mind control uh, uh, somebody to make him, you know, get a gun and go out and, you know, suddenly shoot up their classroom. Like wow. that. You know, this is the type of stuff that he was writ- writing about, you know, uh, decades ago. And it seems like the the further along that we get, it's just almost like, you know, maybe this guy was on to some. You know, we're sitting here make, kind of making fun of him and saying, you know, oh, yeah, this guy is just nuts. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he maybe something that he's talking about may have, a, you know, like a smidgen of reality to it.
2: Now, do you think that this could play into this whole Project Blue beam? That, you know, is everybody's in the community, conspiracy community, aka spiritual skeptics, aka truth seekers, believe that a lot of this UFO talk that's being pushed right now uh, involves this ancient... Uh, myth that the elites of the world want to use a fake alien attack to get us to come under a one-world government. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I would love think that, I that go if they off had that like, well, like, well, technology,
0: <laughs> you know, if they, if, if they had that technology, they would, yeah, they would have used it quite a long time ago. Because, I mean, uh, let's see, I was you know, into the internet pretty early on, I mean, very early 1990s. And they were already talking about Project Bluebeam then, you know. So, obviously, it had been circulating uh, around before that. So, I mean, I, I have no doubt that there probably is the technology to uh, to make that happen. Um, I, I heard an interesting story about a um, uh, 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 government military contractors one time were at a convention and the uh, 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 the master of ceremonies came out on stage and was talking to everybody, talking about what a great time we're going to have and all these, uh, you know, interesting, you know, military uh, technologies that they're going to introduce. And then all of a sudden he just disappeared. And that was an example of uh, how far along they had with uh, uh, holographic technology. And this was a story that came out in probably the middle 1990s. You know, right now we've got um, – uh, these concerts taking place uh, so, you know, like with War- Roy Orbison where uh, he's a holographic uh, projection yep. but it's not quite as perfect as you see in some of these uh, you know, science fiction films but the it's military as you said at the beginning of the show you know they're probably 30 40 50 years ahead of civilian science so I have no doubt that some aspects of Project Bluebeam are possible. Some of this may have uh, actually, you know, uh, been thought of uh, by by people like Richard Shaver, you know, so, supposedly getting these telepathic, you know, communications from these, uh, you know, uh, Darrow
2: underground, these super horny Dero <laughs> that just want to get weird and get everybody pregnant, right? So That's we right. see right. within uh, pop culture references, books, comic books. What is what is Do you think that they, Eddie Bravo believes that, uh, you know, Hollywood and all this stuff, they use um, uh, pop culture as propaganda to get us to somewhat believe a certain view of a a particular topic, you know, whether it's... you know, uh, the trans agenda or gay agenda or, you know, now we have this thing where they they think they're trying to normalize pedophilia. I'm sorry, those are weird examples, but do you think that that has been done with Hollow Earth at all? Well, you know, the Hollow Earth has been a part of pop pop
0: culture for a long time. I mean, you know, you had uh, Jules Verne, uh, uh, he wrote uh, what was that? A journey to the center of the earth, uh, back in the you know the 19th century. Uh, uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs, you know, the guy who wrote the uh, the Tarzan books. I mean, he had a whole series of of books uh, uh, about you which was the hollow earth uh, and and just like uh, you know they they described it I mean they they got there through uh, polar openings and it was filled with uh, dinosaurs and you know beautiful cave women and things like that yeah, so uh, um, uh, you know, taking that a step further do I think that um, Hollywood is going to take or, or has been uh, uh, taking to Try to push the Hollow Earth theory. If they if they are, they've done a really bad job of it so far. <laughs> About the only really uh, uh, blatant Hollow Earth book was um, uh, or uh, movie was one called um, At the Earth's Core, which was produced by a company in Britain called uh, Amicus. It had Peter Cushing in it, and uh, while it had some good ideas, it was pretty bad, you know, monsters in rubber suits. I mean, you know, the, japanese godzilla movies were a lot better than those um but uh you know the uh um uh, the the television series dark skies that 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 came out in the early 2000s the uh, uh the writers and producers of that were approached by some uh mysterious men who claimed to have been from the government who told them that uh that they had read their scripts. And this was before the uh, uh, the show they had done a pilot, but it hadn't even been broadcast yet. Yet these government uh, men said that they had read all the scripts and that um, they were interested because they got some of the information right and that they were wanting to reveal more so they could put this stuff into the television show to kind of uh, push this uh, extraterrestrial agenda. Uh, so you know, I I think that it's possible to a certain extent that there that there could be some kind of clandestine uh, 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 groups, parts of the government, military, what have you, who are trying to push certain agendas, uh, albeit uh, uh, very slowly and uh, 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 just uh, 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 very succinctly uh, over the years to you know to. to to gain, you know, whatever, who knows? I mean, you know, it's like he said, I mean, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy, uh, uh authors that, you know, whatever it is that they're most afraid of, whether it's, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, 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 gay and lesbians are going to move in next door to them uh-huh. or, uh, or, 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 what have you, that seems to be their favorite bugaboo. And I mean, you know, you go and look, you can find, yeah, you know, all kinds of what you think are examples
2: yeah. of
0: this kind of uh, of of stuff in the media uh, it's very easy to do you know you just get your mind set on one particular topic and you know you can find whatever it is that you're looking for
2: do you think that these government mystery men might have been Darrows looking to get some of that casting couch action going on? <laughs> uh, well, possibly, you
0: know. I mean they may they maybe work have worked for the Weinstein Company, you know, who knows? Oh. Okay,
2: listen, listen, <laughs> Tim. Em. I'm gonna ask you a final question because I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not sure this answer. Do you believe in a form of hollow earth or not? Yes, I do. Oh, I, I do God.
0: think uh, that the uh, that the that the Earth has all kinds of like tunnels and caverns and things like that. I mean, you know, South America they have found all kinds of of, of really ancient uh, tunnels into the Earth. Some of them go for miles and miles and have never been uh, completely explored. So, I mean, you know, knowing what I do about uh, geology and and how things uh, work. You know, I, I have no doubt. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it, it would not surprise me that uh, somewhere or maybe, you know, several somewheres, there may not be some kind of, of ancient civilization that still exists somewhere uh, underground. You know, maybe they had to move underground to save themselves from some kind of ancient cataclysm and then decided uh, after we took over that, yeah, we're not going back up there. You know, I think that's entirely
2: possible. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, He's Tim Schwartz. He's got some great stuff. You can check out some of his stuff at conspiracyjournal.com. He's a... featured prevalently on a YouTube channel called Mr. UFO Secret Files. He came, he saw, he kicked a lot of ass. We finally did a Hollow Earth episode. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. Uh, Tim, again, you're welcome back anytime. You got anything else you want to talk about? I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Is there anything I missed that you would like to plug so our listeners can come? Maybe these two 19-year-old chicks will hit you up, and you never know. Maybe you can get your Darrow on. You know, You never (laughs) know. That's right
0: that's right yeah well thanks for having me on i i, I really appreciate it and uh you know i mean uh, any any of those uh um Young young girls who want to talk
2: about uh, the Hallowarathon, I'm, I'm open for that. He's sure. available, dude. Because he's available. Won't even charge that much to talk, ladies. Again, he's Tim <laughs> Schwartz. He came. He saw. We appreciate you coming on. And I hope everybody listening, if you're in Sacramento, come out to Harlow's tonight because we are going to rock. We appreciate you. We'll see you all soon. And uh, take care and enjoy your weekend.